top of the morning to you, top of the afternoon, lunch. I don't know why I start every podcast saying that. Because, uh, you know, depending on where you are in the uh, world, well, it doesn't, that don't even matter either. Although we've got uh, podcast listeners from all over the world. But you can listen anytime you want to. You know, there are some podcasts that post like at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. But I don't listen to them till uh, 8, 9 o'clock at night. Usually my my podcast listening time is when I lay down. I, I <laughs> this is embarrassing. Almost, almost. I spent, well, I wanted to get a good set of earbuds. Mainly so I could hear my podcast, so I could get rid rid of the cord, you know, the uh, earbud cord that went to my phone. I wasn't going to buy those Apple things that hang out of your ear. It looks like you got rabbit ears on upside down or something. I, I don't know. It looks like looks like they just cut the wires. <laughs> I know it's more than that because they're Bluetooth or, or Bluetooth. You can't go wrong with Bluetooth, right, guys? <laughs> but. Uh, so I, I wanted some that I, I thought, well, I, I'm going to spend some money here because these things I want to last me for a while. I don't want to get something cheap, have to be fixing them all the time, replacing them. So I uh, ordered some bows. And I like them, but they're bulky. I like them to listen to the podcast, but they're not worth a flip with your telephone. I mean, I think that's really what they're made for. They're good for music, audio, and things like that, but, eh. But I liked them so much, I even got my wife a set. And these, these things were like 200 bucks a pop, man. So I had mine for, what, a couple of months? And it quit working. Well, they didn't quit working. It just quit that the case wouldn't charge them up anymore. Now, I, I, I contacted Bose, man. They were right on top of it. And replace them, no charge. I mean, took a couple of weeks because you had to, had to send them off, but, you know, came right back. Well, anyway, I decided, okay, I, I want a set for the studio. But I'm not going to spend 200 bucks. And the reason I didn't bring in the bows is because they were, they were meant more for music, I guess, not sound. I, I mean, it, it, they were too bassy. They were just too bassy. And uh, so I said, well, I'm not, you know, I'm just using it here to monitor in the studio. I, I don't really need natural sound. So I bought uh, a cheap $30 pair of, what are they called, J-Labs, something like that. Got them at Best Buy. I use them for everything. They're so easy to connect and get connected. Well, for the most part. And the sound, I, I don't know. I just can't explain it. But anyway, they work. Still got my bows. Still not going to throw them away or anything. All right, top of the day to you. No matter if you're listening to it in the morning. Boy, did I get sidetracked. I, I do that. But uh, it's Friday morning. Jeez, what's the date? February 19th. We're a couple of days overdue with this podcast. And uh, yes, we are in living color. Barely. Almost. Almost. But... Uh, yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, you want to watch it, you can go to YouTube. We're posting these uh, video podcasts up on YouTube now. So you can see kind of what's going on behind the scenes. 
as we are doing these things. Weather's been the big, big thing this week. Weather. As I speak, as I am speaking to you right now, the temperature here where I'm at in Arkansas, nine degrees. That's a lot better than it was about two or three days ago. Two or three days ago right now, it said negative nine degrees. That's not wind chill. That's temp. This is the coldest I've seen it here. I just don't remember it being any colder. We got two, two rounds of snow. Maybe not a lot comparatively for what you people get up north and things like that. But for us, Jiminy Crickets, you know, six, seven inches. Forget it. It's over. And the poor kids, you know, the kids. No more snow days. If it snows, it's to the computer because we're going to do virtual learning today. I think that's such a rip. And I know the teachers got to love that too, you know. But... The way it is, the way it is, that's where we are now. Thank you, COVID. And be looking for a COVID-21, I understand. Coming to a uh, coming to a uh, politician talking about COVID near you soon. <laughs> but anyway, man, it's crazy about the weather all over the South. Uh, the other day, I was reading something that said 70% of the country is covered in snow. And I believe it. And, and here's the kicker. Okay, Arkansas, a cold day here. 25 degrees you know cold night maybe 19 but none of this stuff this is just off the wall stupid cold and uh, it's been so cold and cloudy it's not been able to melt but cars are driving on it, it's turning into ruts anyway you know the story you know how that goes and arkansas we're just not equipped to handle this kind of weather uh talking about my house or the buildings not just my house the buildings in arkansas are not built for negative nine degrees you know i mean the insulation and things like that so it's been it's been uh, pretty wild some some of the uh, businesses around our area have been losing electricity uh losing gas uh, not because for no other reason than the power companies and utility companies have been shutting it down to conserve for a couple hours here a couple hours there or whatever but it's been pretty trippy all right, this is the FBTV podcast for the week of February 15th, even though we are coming to you on, what, February 19th. And if you're joining us on YouTube, hey, good to see you. I, yep, I see you right there. But anyway, what's going on today? Today we got a lot of Q&As. A lot of Q&As, but before we get into that, uh, FMCSA extends historic 50-state COVID-19 waiver through May of this year. And I think that's all that needs to be said about that. There's a bill up in Wyoming. Looks like they're trying to uh, trying to do this again. Uh, put tolls on Interstate 80. They tried this in 2020. But it got voted down 18 to 11. But now it's back. And specific details of the toll plan rates or where tolls would be collected. Not included in the bill. The master plan would determine the details. I, I'm just reading it. The master plan. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about the weather a little bit more. Then we'll get into the Q&As. If you're a broker, you're a trucking company, you're a driver, it doesn't matter. If you're in the transportation industry, this weather is not good for anybody. 
Now, my wife, she's in manufacturing, and they've been open. They shut down one day, first day uh, in their 50 years, maybe, that they've been here in Arkansas, that they've shut down due to weather. They just, they have a, actually, she said when she went through orientation, they told them, we do not shut down for weather. You've got to be here, you know, got to be here. And uh, this is her first, first shutdown day. Now, how is that affecting freight? Well, it has to be affecting it, obviously. But the thing is, we're at that point in the year where, okay, things are just now starting to pick up. So next week, uh, we should, you know, this, this uh, Arctic, whatever they're calling it, you know, global warming thing. <laughs> yeah, try to tell somebody in Arkansas there's global warming. But anyway, uh, or Texas far as that goes but uh the uh we're, we're kind of at that slump in the year we're okay the the production and everything's starting to ramp up hopefully that's what we're looking for so it, actually this probably couldn't have happened at a better time as far as transportation goes i mean it's never good because obviously you know for a week or so maybe two weeks you've had to you know, sit back, kind of bite the bullet and wait for all this stuff to get over. I know when I was driving, uh, the snow and the cold and the ice used to drive me nuts because I couldn't make the money. I may have had the loads, but I had to go slower. And a lot of times I would watch the weather and plan my route either to go over it or under it accordingly. Yeah, it may cost me a little bit more in fuel. But the, the trick was to get the load off, picked up, you know, and another one picked up so I could continue making that money and I'll stay under the same money for an extended amount of time. And hopefully some of you know what I'm talking about. But uh, this, 70% of the country, this far south, all the way up to Canada, forget it. There's, it's just been, uh, you know, park the truck, wait it out. That's all you can do. But it looks like uh, first, well, the weekend today. Today's going to be our first day over freezing, above freezing, since all this mess started back last weekend. And uh, <laughs> looking again, I mean, we're ten minutes later. If that, no, we can't be ten minutes later. Five minutes later, and uh, I don't know if you can see it, but the temperature now is seven. Can you see that? Seven. It was nine just a few minutes ago when I was talking about it. But that's the way it is this time of the morning. You know, this time of the day, the temperature drops a little bit, then it starts going back up. So, but they're saying by, uh, you can never trust these things. By noon, one o'clock, we're going to be above freezing. Hopefully this stuff starts melting. I was talking to somebody yesterday, even my wife this morning. You know, I like watching it snow from the inside with my Yeti full of coffee, watching the big snowflakes cover the ground. It's peaceful, it's beautiful, but when I go out that front door, I want 75 and sunny skies. <laughs> anyway, but next week we're supposed to be in the 60s. What, by, uh, well, let's see, what's it say here? Monday, 52, then in the 60s on Tuesday and Wednesday. Hey, 40, we're, we're going to be in the 40s tomorrow, 46 tomorrow. That's going to feel like summer. You know, I watch... Uh, I watched that YouTube channel, Summers in Alaska. That family lives up there in Alaska. And uh, watched that guy walking around in a t-shirt and it's 10 below. I'm like, man, but he's used to it. He's used to it. And then the other day it was up to zero, I think. I was watching one of the episodes. 
And uh, man, it was like summertime to him. Put on the shorts. So that's what I'm expecting tomorrow. I'm expecting tomorrow to be the big, big relief. Today's not going to be bad. I mean, getting above freezing for crying out loud. Okay, you got questions, comments, messages. Well, you can uh, get those to us by emailing us at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Contact forms all over our website. And we have a studio line you can uh, call, use. Studio line number 479-668-0213. Website, if you don't know, freightbrokertv.com. For those of you listening on the podcast all over the country, all over, around the world, actually, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, subscribe. Tap that, uh, you know, rating button. Give us five stars. You know, it just helps the podcast grow. And we have seen quite a bit of growth uh, over the year. We've been doing this. We are in our second year of doing this FBTV podcast. And, uh, yeah, we like to see it grow more, but... You know, actually, this year has been kind of a, okay, let, let's try this. Let's try that kind of thing. And uh, we're fine-tuning getting there. All right, Freight Broker TV, if you want more content, uh, FBTV Insider is available. That is going to be at fbtvinsider.com. It contains all, all of our public content. That's going to be the uh, all of our archives, the radio shows, the uh, podcast, videos, pretty much everything we've done that we've made public, but it also contains insider content. And you can, uh, that's videos, audio, and things of that nature. It gets a little bit more in detail. Matter of fact, uh, last week, uh, you know, weather and everything else happening, uh, we, we didn't get to post last week, but we will be doing that. And it looks like uh, they're telling me I'm going to be in the studio in the morning doing a couple of videos. So uh, we'll get to that. Maybe if we got time today, do it. Uh, but you can have access to the insider content, $2.99 a month, $24.95 a year, $24.95 a year, actually the bargain. More audio, more videos, more broadcasts. We do live broadcasts too, so you can watch those live. All right. Okay, we talked about, nope, we haven't talked about that. One more thing, then we'll get to the Q&As. Truck to Success course for owner-operators from Ohio is set for October 26th through the 28th. I'm not against this. I mean, honestly, if you th you're thinking about becoming an owner operator, might be something for you to check into. You got you got to register, and you've got two ways to attend. You can attend in person, or you can attend the online Zoom seminar. If you wanted to attend in person, four ninety five, four hundred and ninety five bucks. Going to include your breakfast, lunch, and snacks. Lodgings not included. But if you just wanted to attend the Zoom seminars, two fifty per login connection. If you have a guest, they're going to be logging in too. Well, that's an additional hundred and twenty-five bucks. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we won't go there. We do uh, at Tato. I'm the lead consultant at Tato. In case you didn't know, and we do uh, seminar type training too, live training like that. We don't use Zoom. We have uh, our our own uh, platform we use. But uh, we know there are other people sometimes participating, and they're trying to be quiet. Shh, don't say that. Don't let them hear you. <laughs> you know, it happens. But uh, most people are honest about it. Anyway, uh, this Truck to Success course for owner-operators, uh, topics covered in the course include creating business plans, drug and alcohol testing, understanding leases, 
And I'm assuming they are talking about leasing a truck from like Ryder or somebody. Surely they're not talking about lease purchased from a trucking company, but they might be. Uh, lease is how they can make or break a business, getting your own authority, tax consequences of being an own, owner operator, financing and being smart in equipment purchasing and understanding how load boards can help your business make money. Now that scares me. But anyway, uh, there's also going to be a segment on current issues facing the industry. Now let's talk about that load boards help your business make money. Way, way too many small operators out there that have their own authority using a load board for 100% of their loads. Come on. Owida knows better than this. And I hope they're explaining to you when they talk about understanding load boards and how they can help your business make money. I'm hoping they're talking about backhauls because that's what a load board is for. Unless it's a rare extreme circumstance, you should only be using a load board for a backhaul. Matter of fact, you know, you can ask any of my clients that I've had currently or in the past. And they always, any, every one of them will tell you that I always say a broker is the most misused tool in the transportation industry because a broker is for a backhaul. We're not here to be a dispatcher. And yeah, there's something on our website. We're getting calls about it. We just haven't completed it yet. Uh, it's for dispatching, dispatch training. And uh, I've always been against that. You can go back and, and look at any of past videos or audio where I'm talking about dispatcher training. And I'm, I'm, I haven't been a big proponent, but it was introduced to me in a way that, okay, I can, I can see what, where they're going with it. You know, a lot of people, it might be easier for them to start as a dispatcher, start really learning the business before they take on the responsibility of being a broker kind of get the idea so in that aspect okay i'm cool with it but anyway we're working on that we'll get to it now this truck to success course yes i would recommend it if you're thinking about becoming an owner operator for a lot of different reasons because believe me uh, i'm sure they still do a dot uh, first 18 months after you get your authority you are going to be audited twice they're gonna go hey want to look at your stuff want to make sure want to make sure you're doing it right uh, you know, the drug and alcohol testing, uh, other aspects of your business, you know, the record keeping and things of that nature, maintenance records, driver records, all that kind of stuff. You, you've got to have a file for it. It's got to be done according to the DOT rules and regs. So the first audit, you come in, look it over, kind of tell you, hey, I, you need to do it this way, this way, this way, this way. Usually the first one's pretty nice. Second one. And not so much. You know, if you didn't make changes, if you haven't really been keeping your eye on the ball, eh, they're going to get out the ticket book. And some of these fines are pretty hefty. I mean, you can go out online and, or read the trade. You'll see trucking companies getting fined. The big deal used to be the logbooks. You know, that used to be the big deal. But now the ELDs kind of uh, fixed that to a, a point. So anyway, but uh, one thing that's missing is how to get your own customers. If you're a trucking company or thinking about becoming a trucking company or buying a truck and becoming an owner operator, getting your own authority, man, if you don't have your own customer or customers, as the case may be, you're going to be having to use a broker for 100% of your loads. That means on every load, you're going to be giving up as much as 
20%, 25% off the top from what the shipper's paying the broker. That 20 or 25% could be going into your pocket if you had your own customer because you're dealing direct with a shipper at that point and you're not having to go through a broker. And that's what you should be doing. The only time you should be using a broker is for a backhaul. In other words, to get a load that would reposition your equipment to a destination, you need that equipment to be. So you can pick up another one of your customer's loads. But anyway, that's that. All right, let's see. Let's get into the Q&A. So I've got about five minutes here to do this. And what we don't get to today, we'll get to next time. All right. Hi, Mike. I'm reaching out because uh, me and my wife have started a freight brokerage and was wondering if you could recommend what we need to know about insurance and do we need it? Thanks in advance. And apparently his name is Mike, too, in Tennessee. All right. Well, Mike, in Tennessee, here's the deal. Starting out, pretty good idea. You have contingent cargo. Obviously, to get your authority, you don't need. There's no requirement for you to have insurance with the exception of the property broker surety bond, which is in itself a type of insurance. All you need to become a legal broker is your operating authority, $75,000 property broker surety bond, UCR, BOC3, voila, hey, you'll get them. But you're going to find out real quick you're going to need insurance. One is going to be contingent cargo. I always recommend to everybody, start out with contingent cargo. It's pretty inexpensive, and you'll probably never, ever, ever file a claim on it. It's mainly for looks to make the uh, customer feel all warm and fuzzy because when they get your packet, they're going to be looking. Okay, there's that. Okay, there's authority. Okay, there's that. Yeah. Okay, there's his insurance. That's all they're looking at. It's a document in there that says you have insurance. Obviously, the carrier is responsible for the insurance on the load. They're going to be carrying the auto liability. Uh, most brokers today require the trucks to have general liability in the amount of a million bucks minimum. Auto liability is a whole separate deal. That's so the truck can get their base plates, their tags, so to speak, and the cargo insurance. And most trucking companies will carry $100,000 with cargo. But going back 11 years to 2010, when the uh, what, CSA came into play, that created liability issues for not only the broker, but the shipper as well. So now shippers like to see insurance in that packet. Okay. Uh, years ago, I used to, I still recommended insurance years ago to uh, new brokers or brokers coming in uh, for the simple reason that person or that shipper, they were taught that, that sitting behind the desk, having to get trucks, they were taught by somebody else and they were probably taught, hey, don't ever put a load on a truck or give a load to anybody unless you have their insurance. They're, you know, broker's not required to have insurance, but they were taught that. You're not going to talk them out of it, so that's why I always recommended at least having the contingent cargo. As far as general liability goes, I would not touch it until I knew I could make my money back with it. You know, you're going to run into customers that say, hey, yeah, we require you to have a million dollars general liability. So I've seen some that want two million general liability. That's well and good, but you get out there start paying the premiums, you're probably looking at $1,500 to $3,000, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, maybe, maybe more. Will that customer that you're getting that insurance for be able, will you be able to make enough money off that customer to justify getting that insurance? See what I mean? Now, when you get to the point, you can justify it, of course. But uh, right now, contention cargo. And then when it comes to general liability, 
That's going to be up to you. Obviously, you want Arizona Missions, but that's a whole different animal. Arizona Missions, brokering is a business of contracts. You definitely want Arizona Missions if you are a freight brokerage company. So, you know, I had a situation here a few years ago. A client, they forgot to put that the load needed to be tarped on a load confirmation. Truck didn't tarp the load. Broker had to buy the whole load. Okay, kind of get the idea. Arizona Mission steps in. You pay the deductible, they take, take care of the rest. Because, yes, that's exactly what it's about. Arizona Missions. This is a business of contracts. Okay, next up, Cassandra. Can you go into more detail on calculating freight rates? Uh, not really. I mean, I know I've touched on it in the past. Uh, you got spot rate tools. You're going to figure out how, what, what kind of, uh, you know, a spot rate tool is providing you a rate a broker is paying a truck to move a load from a, point A to point B. You're going to have to figure out a ballpark number, you know, might start at 15, 20, 25 percent to add to that rate to present to a potential customer, kind of getting in the ballpark. You know, I, I, I even tell my clients. There is no exacts until the customer tells you exactly what they're paying and the truck tells you exactly what they're going to move it for. That's the only time you're going to deal with exacts. Okay. And uh, be careful with quote, uh, quoting loads and, and bidding on loads. You know, sometimes you're going to quote, you got some knuckleheads out there. They're going to, hey, you quoted me this. I expect you to get me a truck for that amount. Hey, if you can get a truck for that amount, great. But you're, you're getting a, given a quote to help them understand, you know, kind of get an idea, ballpark, okay, this is what we're going to be looking at if I can get a truck to move the load for you. You know, make sure they understand that, well, if you're going to quote, you sh you need to be able to get a truck to cover that load, bottom line. Otherwise, make sure you tell the customer, hey, you know, this is what it looks like it's going to take uh, to be able to get a truck to move that load. I'm not guaranteeing a truck. I'm just telling you this is what it looks like. So that way there's never any misunderstanding. Had a situation here a few months ago where a client gave a, a potential customer a rate on the load. They weren't even set up yet. You know, it was just a conversation. And that customer went ballistic. You know, okay, yeah, give me a truck, give me a truck. Well, you said, you said, well, we're not even set up. You know, we were just talking. But anyway, neither here nor there. All types, right? All right, I've gone over again, but I got one more here. Uh, VJ, I would like to learn more about brokering and dispatching. Fantastic. That is exactly what the insider is for. Check us out. FBTV Insider. Uh, that's going to be uh, <laughs> freight. Yeah, freight. Uh, FBTVinsider.com. That's the address. And that's exactly what it's designed for, VJ, uh, for people just like you that is looking for plenty of information about becoming a broker, entering the transportation industry so that. Uh, you know, they know what they're getting into. They don't spend a lot of money to get trained and then find out, eh, I didn't want to do this, really, not my cup of tea. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this FBTV podcast. So, what's next? <laughs> we'll be back next week. Hopefully by Wednesday, we'll have another, another one of these posted on Wednesday. But anyway, it's Friday. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk to you soon.